Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Great to have you here on today's podcast. And coming up, do you know there's something a lot of people are doing that's costing them 40 or 50% more than it needs to? I'm going to fill you in how you are eating up your wallet. By the way, our website's clark.com and clarkdeals.com. And we got these fantastic newsletters, at least I'm biased. I think they're great newsletters that you can subscribe to. And we also have flexibility with how many newsletters you get from us so that we don't uh, give you more than feels comfortable but gives you enough up-to-date information that you're happy with what's showing up in your email in-basket. I want to tell you something. I was driving down a freeway, and I saw a billboard. And I was like, yeah, right. It was a billboard for CarMax. And it said that CarMax was giving you a 30-day right to return a vehicle for a refund after you buy it. I was like, was this some kind of market test or what is this? So I get on CarMax's website and it's the real deal. They facing a lot of pressure from Carvana have really had to step up their game. And now they're doing touchless deliveries and all this kind of stuff instead of CarMax's original business model which was where you went to these giant parking lots and you went around with the salesperson and you would run around in a short test drive and all that. So now they're really trying to respond to the marketplace. And CarMax now is doing 24-hour test drives, which gives them a real leg up on their arch rival Carvana, where you, no obligation, you can test drive a vehicle for a full 24-hour period. And that fits. If you think about something I've talked about for the last, oh, I don't know, 25 years, that when there's a model, make a model you're interested in, that you go rent that car for a weekend or SUV or whatever to really experience it, which you can learn so much more than you can from a 10-minute test drive. Well, CarMax, now you don't even have to pay. You can go test drive a vehicle for a full day. And then if you do buy it, then you've got that month to decide whether or not you like it or not. And if you don't, as long as you don't go over the miles they allow you to go and stuff like that, you just take it back and say, hey, this was nice, not for me, and you're done. And what I love about what's happening in the dynamic part of the used vehicle market is it's all about focusing on what the customer wants and eliminating pain points. Carvana, which I mentioned, is one of the fastest growing companies in the United States, and they keep losing money, apparently, 
but they are all about market share in the used vehicle market, very heavily oriented towards selling used vehicles to people under age 40 who buy a vehicle right on their smartphone and finance it if they want right on their smartphone. And then you can go to these gimmicky um, vending machines. If you live in a part of the United States where you've seen the vending machines, they locate them on high traffic corridors, usually by interstates. And you go in and you put this special token in there and the vehicle comes down an elevator and you get in it and you drive away. And so it's pretty crazy. You also have the right to return a Carvana vehicle for seven days. And what's happening in the used vehicle market is the market share of traditional dealers who play the rough and tumble games and second you leave the lot, you're stuck with the piece of garbage used vehicle with no right to return and all that. They are steadily losing market share to um, the CarMaxes and Carvanas and the imitators of the two of them that are popping up around the country. I was very disappointed in one of the large traditional dealer groups is now opening their version of a supposedly customer-friendly used vehicle lot in more and more cities, particularly around the South and the West, and they don't give the customer-friendly things of clear pricing, the right to return for a full refund or all all of that. And so traditions die hard in industries. But when you buy a used vehicle, know that still, even though these players that are customer-friendly are the fast-growing ones, most used vehicles are still sold in the hostile, anti-consumer environment of the traditional used vehicle market. Be careful. But I don't care where you buy your used vehicle. I want you to have it checked out by a mechanic of your choosing with a seller who allows you a right to return for a period of time for a full refund. When, you're, when you have that vehicle in your possession, have it checked out during that time. If you're buying one from a traditional anti-consumer dealer, either a new car dealer's used car lot that's anti-consumer or a used car lot that's anti-consumer, you need as part of a condition of purchase to check out that VIN and have the vehicle checked out by a mechanic prior to your commitment to buying. If a dealer will not agree to those conditions, they got something to hide, and that's not where you buy your vehicle. It is time for your questions that you posted for me at clark.com ask. And Krista... What you got for me? Well, speaking of buying cars, James in Michigan says, any suggestions on buying a used car online from car rental agencies? Thanks, and I love the podcast. Car rental agencies, thank you very much, and I'm glad you do enjoy the podcast. Buying from a car rental agency is something I'm of mixed opinions about. The car rental agency sales tend to be vehicles that will be newer model years but have unusually high mileage on them for uh, being only a year or two old. The other thing is with the financial difficulties of the car rental industry due to coronavirus, I'm worried that in the last year that the uh, car rental fleets have not been maintained as well as they should have been in regularly scheduled maintenance 
may not have occurred as it should have. So buying from one of the uh, rental car companies' sales lots requires even more diligence about having a vehicle checked out by a mechanic of your choosing. And I've always had a bias that I could be wrong about. I've always preferred to step back in model year to get a vehicle with lower miles on the odometer. When you buy from the rental car fleets, you're doing exactly the opposite. You're getting a newer model year, but tend to have very high mileage that you're already owning on that vehicle. Joel? Clark JC in Mississippi says, My mother has $60,000 sitting in a bank collecting no interest. She's 75 years old, and while I'm tempted to help her invest this money to get a little bit more of a return, I'm also trying to limit her risk and make sure that her money is available in case of emergencies. So what would uh, the best route be for her to make the most of this money in these crazy times? So this one's not easy because at 75 years old, it's not a good idea to invest that money. And so having it in savings is going to earn a tiny amount of interest. Even if you shop around with the onlines right now, that might only get you a half a percent of interest. Uh, As an alternative, at 75, if nobody is, she's not concerned, you're not concerned about anybody inheriting a leftover amount of this 60000 you could actually buy something known as an immediate payout annuity, which would give her a huge amount of income every month if she needed it because her remaining lifespan actuarially, maybe she'll live to be 110, but the actuarial tables say, um, sadly, not a lot, lot longer. So an immediate payout annuity or life annuity would give her a really nice uh, monthly check moving forward. Don't know her financial circumstances as to whether that would be a viable choice for her and also if somebody wishes to inherit. But if she doesn't truly need the money to live on right now, if she's living on uh, Social Security and other sources of money, then just be dull with this money and put it in an online bank earning a relatively small sum, and then you know the principal is safe and the money is there when she needs it. Krista? Celia in Alabama writes, I want to know if you recommend car protection plans after your car is out of the manufacturer's warranty. Which one and what's a reasonable cost? So thank you for this question because this is a field that's uh, ripe with crooks and fraudsters. So if you're going to buy an extension of the manufacturer's warranty, the only safe place to buy that is from the manufacturer itself. If they will still write an extension of the warranty with the mileage and years on the vehicle, you buy it from them. So if you're buying a if you have a Ford, you buy it from Ford. If you have a Hyundai, you buy it from Hyundai, whoever it is. You buy it from that manufacturer. Um, I don't mean their dealer, because the dealers generally sell these garbage third-party warranties. So that would be the safe way to get this done, is to buy a manufacturer's own warranty. If you can't, the few thousand dollars you'd have to pay to buy one anyway, put it in an 
emergency fund account, a savings account, and then at the point the vehicle needs a repair, you're already to the good a couple of thousand against the cost of that repair. And coming up straight ahead on today's podcast, I want to tell you how we're eating up our wallets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am the king of curbside pickup. That's how I do things now as I am in my 11th month uh, being in semi-quarantine. And I am not a big fan of delivery of groceries or restaurant meals, but I love going and picking stuff up. Um, And it's not about necessarily saving money particularly with restaurant pickup my experience is that if i'm there to pick up curbside at a restaurant i get back home with the food a lot hotter than if you wait for delivery that many times they're making multiple stops by the time the food gets to you well it's not so great but then i completely lost my appetite when I saw a long-form story in the Wall Street Journal about what it actually costs you to have delivery. Do you know, typically, it's as much as 50% more and averages roughly 40-some-odd percent more when you have delivery of food done for you by the big players, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and in some cities, Postmates has meaningful market share. That these players, I believe, have been really harmful to the restaurant business because they maintain the data on the customer. The restaurants have a lot of costs involved with selling through these places. And the restaurants are between a rock and a hard place. If you're a smaller restaurant, you may lack the capability of setting up a good online ordering system. And you've got a lot of people who like to do everything electronically, and they're not going to do the old-fashioned thing of picking up the phone and calling. And I actually, if a restaurant has its own online ordering tool, it's not done by some, uh, you know, scavenger third party that's going to eat them alive with fees, I'll order on the app. Otherwise... I do something like I'm in the analog era. I call them and I place the order on a telephone. Now, I'll tell you, one of my children 
is completely averse to talking to anybody on a phone. Not going to say if it's uh, my son or one of my daughters, but the phone thing just freaks them out, and having to call and talk to somebody is a horror. For me, I like talking to people. So I call up and I order, or I order on an app, or I order on my laptop and pick up the food and cut out that massive, massive additional cost that you're going to have with one of these third-party services. And, you know, you may be thinking, wait a minute, what about the people that are earning a living delivering food for one of these players? Well, they're getting clobbered because they don't get much of the take. You know, you hear how much people complain who work for these deliver food delivery services that they're getting so little of the money and they're running all around doing all these deliveries. And so... Can't just say to be fair. Go ahead, Krista, because I know, I see, I'm looking at your face. By the way, let me tell you, since I'm in quarantine, uh, Krista and Joel are in the podcast, the fancy podcast studio, <laughs> and I'm in my home studio. And your facial expressions, Joel, you kind of just sit there deadpan. But Krista's <laughs> I can't help myself. I have to look away sometimes because you look like you're about to explode no. sometimes when I talk about things. Oh my because gosh. First of all, confess, Krista, that you order, there are three meals a day and you order seven times a we day. We order these way too services. much. We order way too much. But I thought I was helping restaurants, especially if they don't have, you know, the delivery service. And I always make sure the app I usually use, I actually get that for free, like through my credit card. And it says like you can specify a tip for your delivery person and 100% goes to them. So I always pay attention to that no matter what I'm delivering, if we're ordering um, that I can specify. And if not, I tip them in cash. I think it's important. If we leave it in an envelope outside, if we're having them drop it. Um, but my, I do have to say, my 15-year-old son, I almost died one time. We, he has his own debit card. He's in charge of all of that. It's his money. And he opened himself an account with one of these services, and he asked us to take to go out and get like an ice cream or something. When I and we were like, no, we're not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, our doorbell rang about an hour later, and he has ordered a McDonald's McFlurry <laughs> through one of these services. And I'm not kidding you; it cost him like I think it was eighteen dollars because oh he tipped gosh. as well. It was crazy. An eighteen dollar McFlurry. <laughs> He ordered from Dairy Queen one time, too. There's definitely a pattern with him. And I was like, you are throwing your money out the window. So, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Krista, you deflected and had to blame your son for the most no, egregious I mean, ones. I really did think I was helping the restaurant stay in business right, during talk COVID. To, talk to one of the independent restaurants you like to get food from. Talk to a manager or owner. Ask them. How much they get eaten alive by, oh, that's a bad pun. How much they get taken for by these third-party delivery services, and you'll be consumed by your guilt, and you will start Great. doing what I do, and you'll go do curbside pickup at these places. Is that hard to go do curbside pickup? No. And by the way, inquiring minds want to know, the McDonald's from your house <laughs> oh my gosh. is it's walking so distance, it's so walking close. distance, why didn't your son just walk to oh. the McDonald's and get his McFlurry? 
I'd ask him, but he'd probably just grunt at me because he's 15. <laughs> I mean, you got a you got a McDonald's and you got a Dollar Tree and a Starbucks all walking distance from your home. And you go drive to the Starbucks instead of walking there to get your no, overpriced I walk there. coffee? I, I walk there. I've never ordered from there. You've never ordered? I've never had food. I've never had a drink delivered from Starbucks or anything like that. Personally. But when I talked to you the other day, you were in your car waiting in a line at the Starbucks. Oh, yeah. That was a different one. That's not the one in my house. <laughs> we were going to a soccer tournament, and okay. those are always super far away. Okay. All right. Joel, I, I'm going to get a Clark Stinks for picking on Krista. I was there, just thinking you're, you're I deserve it. To. Going, I totally deserve it. You're going hard at Krista here. Well, uh, but she she admitted that she orders all this stuff, and then she turns around and picks on her poor son. <laughs> he deserves it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An $18 McFlurry sounds, sounds a little outrageous, doesn't it? Uh, you want to get some questions, Clark? Yeah. All right. Let's go to Jim in Ohio. And he says, hi, Clark. I'm one of the unfortunate ones who have been laid off from a job of 21 years. I've been told that it's because of COVID. I think it's more like corporate downsizing of older, almost ready to retire loyal workers. I don't have time left uh, to make a mistake with my 401k, so I could use your advice. Uh, I trust you. So does America. What should I do with my 401k uh, once I'm out of here? So first of all, I'm really sorry that you may have suffered age discrimination. You know, it's one of the hardest things to prove. And I've heard it again and again over this last year that companies have been using the cover of coronavirus to get rid of older experienced workers i had the same thing that came up during the great recession and i remember i did a, a series of town halls around the country where i talked with people who had been uh downsized whatever you call it during the great recession and overwhelmingly they were older employees who felt to their core that it was because they were older and it's one of the areas of labor law that obviously needs beefing up with employers discriminating against older workers which by the way you may wonder what seems to be the age that i found in the great recession then employers decided people were surplus. It tended to be people in their mid-40s and older who were the ones that were being excised because of what they represented in payroll. And you're so right. Your 401k that hopefully you've had the opportunity over the years to build up a nice reserve in, you need to be very careful what you do next. And if you feel like you need advice with how to handle that money, I want you to make sure that you only get advice from a fee-only financial planner who is contractually and legally obligated to you as a fiduciary, meaning they're only working for you. But there's something else as well. If you don't need the 401k money right now, just leave it invested in what will soon be your former employer's plan. They have to let you remain there and let the money continue to hopefully grow over the years ahead. If, on the other hand, you are at the decision tree that you're being forced out and you're likely not maybe to work again, you're going to be forced into an early retirement or reduced employment moving forward, that's when I think it would be very useful 
for you to talk with a Garrett Planning Network individual if you're looking for where you could find a fee-only planner who is a fiduciary. We have a link to that at Clark.com. And you're able to protect this hard-earned money of yours moving ahead. And I'm really sorry about the circumstances. Krista? Danny in California writes, I am in escrow for my first home and currently shopping for home insurance. I've received quotes from multiple big companies, but Lemonade comes out the cheapest, even with multi-policy discounts. What would you recommend I go with? A new company like Lemonade? Lemonade is not uh, a rookie anymore. Lemonade's been around long enough that we have had enough experience with them to tell you that we're not hearing problems from them. We wrote an extensive review of Lemonade on Clark.com about a year ago, uh, maybe slightly more than a year ago. And uh, we have been really intrigued by their model. They don't do auto insurance, but they do homeowners. They do uh, rental condos, that kind of stuff. And And pet insurance. Pet insurance? Okay. I don't ever think of pet insurance. They are available in only a little more than two dozen states at this point but their business model is totally different instead of being your adversary they treat the relationship with you as your partner and they give their excess profits if they have good claims experiences to charities that you designate rather than being in the traditional adversarial relationship so I think it's very worthy as an option. And as they get more and more market share, as they're in so many states, I'm sure there will come a time we'll hear claims-related complaints. But so far, so good. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And if you just kind of found your way here, go to Clark.com slash podcast and see all the ways you can regularly listen to us.